everyone welcome back to another episode of the overall talk today i am going to be talking about my second deployment and i think i'm also going to talk about separating from the air force because everything kind of merged into one so we'll do that so my second deployment i was only one year into delaware so i was three years a little over three years in Uh, my contract. So my original separation date was in April of 2020. And because I got tasked to deploy, I could either have taken it or denied it. I decided to take it to save up some more money because I knew after um, I didn't want to work right away and I was going to want to go to school and stuff. So just to have a little savings. So I took the deployment and I had to sign a couple more months of retention in order so I wouldn't be separating while I was still gone so I had to sign like two more months onto my contract so it ended up moving to June of 2020 um let's see so I was here for a year I got tasked six months notice um so within those six months I did all my training got everything done got my uniforms issued and was just ready to go Um, and get it over with and then get out. I already knew what I wanted to do when I got back. I knew I wanted to go to school for aesthetics um, and I was just so excited. So I deployed to the UAE my second time. Uh, It was an established base and I would have preferred going back to Turkey at a bear base. It was so much better. Um, I didn't enjoy my second deployment at all. It was actually a really hard time. mentally draining and physically no because we sat down the whole day I'll explain it all right now so anyway we went from Dover to the UAE and the base was established um it was a pretty big base my first one was probably like 300 people on camp and this one was maybe I don't know a thousand people with everybody on base maybe more there's a lot of uh, international people there too and like their military so it was really big um I was housed in a tent so my first appointment I was also in a tent um but this one I got to live in three separate ones because they it was just a shit show from the start um they put me in a tent with like 14 other people. I was bunked and we ended up moving the bunk. So it was three of us in the very, very back of the tent. And it was like bunk top to bottom all the way down. No room for any bags. Um, and when you're going on deployment, you want to take as least amount of things because you don't want to haul everything everywhere. And yeah, it's just more hassle. The more things you have, the more of a hassle it is. So... I was there for, I don't even know how long, a month maybe, in that one tent, and then I decided to move to a different tent that there was room without asking because I was over it, Um, so I moved, and then even there, I had my own little area, but it was like, I would hit my hands or my arms on the wall locker trying to change, like it was, uh, like no room, but I was so thankful to have like a little bit of privacy and just have my own space. So that was so much better. Uh, In the end, a few months later, leadership was, like, not able to get a hold of anyone and, like, where everyone was. Um, 
So all of the tents ended up getting moved and people got reassigned tents. And so I had to move again, like across a few more aisles, which it doesn't sound like a lot, but it was kind of annoying taking everything over from one to another to another. It was just inconsistent. And it's already inconsistent being on a deployment. At least it's not supposed to be, or not always, I guess. I don't know. So you usually have a routine, or most people do, depending on the deployment. But I was just getting moved around, and I just like stability. That's cool. Stability is cool. I feel like an old fart saying that, but that's okay. The base smelled like crap. Um, the worst part was not being able to find a toilet that worked. Uh, most of them were clogged up, or they would like come out of the pipe sort of thing like the floor it was it was a mess um the showers people were nasty like you would think people would be clean you would think you would hope so but no people are gross um my friend dropped her comb once on the floor in the in the shower area and when she picked it up there was a worm on it like a little parasite it was so tiny it was disgusting so the hardest part was not being able to find a bathroom that worked consistently Um, and you think that, oh, that's, like, nothing, but for seven, eight months, that's a lot. All you want to do is just, you know, have a little time to yourself on your throne. Take a break. But it's not cool if you can't find one that flushes, you know? So, don't ever take your toilet for granted. On this deployment, I was attached to a security forces unit. And they were more strict, usually FP and stuff like that. Um, people watching the other country nationals work are with, like, CE, so it's more lenient. But we had a security forces unit. Um, so we had, like, radios and stuff. And long story short, the job was to follow people working and making sure that they were doing their job and not, like, planning things or, like, scoping out the area or taking things um, for whatever reason, like, building bombs on base and stuff like that. Um, it would be hot and you'd be sitting under a tent and it would just, the dailies would drag that way. Um, but there was, like, other different sections, like, following, like, the garbage trucks and the recycling. Those were fun and, like, the sewage because you would just drive around for a few hours and they did all that. So that was good. Um, While I was there, I took a class, and that's where I found my good friends. And we were in math together, so I was able to take just that one while working. And then I was also able to go off base for a little bit for, I want to say, like a month. And then COVID hit. Um, so yeah, I was actually over there while COVID started, so a lot of stuff happened, you know, that's the year everything kind of just went to garbage, um, so we were over there when COVID hit and everybody had to stay on base, and I remember they started building a little camp in the middle of base, and it was like barbed wired off, and they called it Camp Q, so anybody incoming that would have, like, anyone that had COVID got shoved there and anybody incoming would have to go there and transit like to quarantine and it was like barbed I'm serious barbed wire and like a stable and like tents in there and it just looked real (laughs) real crazy but that's what 
they had to do. You gotta do what you gotta do while you're there. And thankfully, my friend and I were pulled from our unit and we were able to make some masks. So we were the first ones on the base at the time making masks, I think. Um, and all we had was an old sewing machine used to fix parachutes for the fighters and like all the um, flyers and stuff. But the machine was so old that it barely worked. Like I'm saying so, so, so old, like rusted. So it was really hard to make these masks and people thought we were just taking our time and bullshitting and taking advantage of that. But we were in there for 16 hours one day making sure that we finished these things and we, our supervisor actually had to come and pull us away from work um, because we were like exceeding limits of working and we just couldn't stop. We were caffeinated up um, and we just wanted to hand these out. Well, sure enough, we were able to hand them out and then like a day or two later, our supervisors pulled out like issued ones that they got and they looked like underwear on people's faces but people were able to wear ours still and there were some people like slinging them asking if we could like sell them but we only made them for a unit but that was the best experience for that deployment was making those masks because it actually felt like I was doing something um and not just I don't know it just that was the best part. On that deployment, I was supposed to go to Ultra, but unfortunately, COVID canceled everything. Um, so I was pretty bummed out. I was going to go to Ultra Abu Dhabi, pretty sure it was. So I was pretty sad. And I didn't get to skydive in Dubai like I wanted because we couldn't go off base anymore. But that's okay. I hope one day I could go back. Um, while I was there, I was still vegan, vegetarian. It was really hard for me to get food. Most of the time I'd eat like cereal, but it was easier before COVID because they had a grill and they were like able to use like or cook veggie burgers. But I still got sick. My stomach wasn't right because, you know, everyone's ordering stuff off the grill. There's a lot of things mixed in. Um, yeah, very frequently when I get not be sick there with some stomach bug and towards the end when COVID happened all like the fresh food like salad bar and stuff was closed so I was eating thawed out sandwiches that had like meat and cheese I'd pull the meat off and keep the cheese and put like mayonnaise and mustard and I'd go over to the refrigerator and there'd be these little like styrofoam containers with like lettuce and carrots that were like browning um like iceberg lettuce too don't even think it was romaine you're crazy so <laughs> just the whitest iceberg lettuce and some crusty carrots and I just threw that in the sandwich and that was like a week or two of food until I was able to leave and the only reason I was able to leave um, at the time I did was because my contract was expiring. Um, it was April by that point. We were all supposed to be back. It was May and then I finally went home. But Iran was acting up also. I don't know if anybody remembers that when Iran was acting up. Um, I was deployed. I was freaking terrified. I thought that was it. We had to like gear up in like the... I forgot what everything's called. We just had to, like, gear up more and stuff. So I was really thinking, like, oh, all right, we're probably going to die. If it's not COVID, it's Iran that's going to get us or just the space because they were threatening to launch missiles at our base. Um, 
so yeah, I was so happy to finally have left in May with a small group. Um, it was a direct flight from the UAE to California. We were supposed to stop in Maine, and sure enough, the crew decided they wanted to go straight back to their base in Cali. So our flights were all jacked up. Um, and as soon as we landed in California, it was like, everybody get their bags off the plane, like, get them, like, a conga line of throwing your bags off the plane, and then once they're off the plane, okay, you're gonna cross the flight line, or this, like, long area to the terminal, carrying all your crap, so I had, like, three bags, and that's why I say less is best, I had three bags lugging it, and then once we got in the terminal, they were just like, oh, you know, you gotta find your own taxi and your own shuttles and stuff to the airport, and then buy yourself, like, tickets and stuff, so it was a huge disaster, like, I mean, everything went well, but in those moments, it was so stressful, I hated it, and yeah, deployments kind of suck like that, but... I got a flight to Philly, and Ty picked me up, and I was able to see him, and I was so happy. So, being back, um, Ty had just gotten some shots in his back, because he has back issues, so I couldn't really squeeze him too tight, um, but I was so happy his mom took a video, because she was there helping him out, and helping me out, and... It was so weird. My cats didn't want to smell me because I smelt funny. Um, so I was so sad about that, but I just showered and kind of, like, let them come to me. And now they're fine, of course. And then I had to out-process. I came back and had two weeks of quarantine, two weeks of R&R. But I came back on May 5th, I believe. Or no, it might have been, like, May 10th. I don't remember. Someday in May, early May. And I was to get out by June 10th or 11th, June 11th. So I had one month and I was freaking out. They didn't accept my request to extend a few months um, so I could get like everything going because that's just not enough time to get your life um, together and out of the military. But they said no. So I was rushing to get everything done. And that's one thing that... I won't forget is how hard it was to separate from the Air Force just because of timing and it was, yeah, not fun, but we did it and we're out. Um, I did forget to mention that there was, my first tent, there was a lot of people. My second tent, the girl who bunked next to me, she always had food and it would attract so many ants, so all over my bags there would be ants. Um, and I had to leave her a note, like, hey, I found ants, so, like, keep a lookout. I tried spraying them, like, I was buying Raid, but it wasn't working because she kept bringing food in. And then after everybody got moved, um, the next tent had mouse poop in it and, like, mouse poop on the top of bunks. Like, mice can climb like that. And, yeah, there was no safe place to keep any food and stuff. So I only ever had, like, double package things, which is awful because I hate that. But it would be, like, candy that was sent to me um, and in a container, in a drawer. Like, it would never get touched. And then everyone else had, like, chips out. And, like, I would look under my bed once and took a picture. And there was so much mouse poop and food from the person next to me. It was just not always fun. And 
Yeah, it's hard living in a tent with a bunch of girls and having sheets as room dividers and yeah, tent life is, it's different. I made a pretty, some pretty awesome friends there. Um, they were people that worked on the base. They were from India. They were considered OCNs. Uh, one that stood out to me was Happy. He was in his 70s, maybe closer to 80s, and he worked the recycling truck. And every day he was happy. There was not a day I didn't see him happy, and he was so sweet. He he was just always happy. So if I had a bad day and I looked over at him and, like, there was no reason to not be happy because they were sending money over to their families. And he had a house in India and he said he was going to retire soon. And he said I was always invited, but I don't know what happened. So, I don't know. just makes you think that you should always be happy. And I think that's where I'm going to leave this one. So that was my second deployment. And what did we learn? We learned not to take toilets for granted. Actually, I forgot something. Um, so it does rain in the desert. I did forget to mention. Um, it flooded there several times that the water would go in the tents. And, like, your shoes would be wet. Anything on the floor would be wet. It... It was just crazy. I don't know how to explain it. It was crazy. We had a sandstorm that I've never, I don't think that was probably the worst one. There was a few. And it just looked so nice outside. And all of a sudden, you see a big cloud of dust. And then all of a sudden, you're in the cloud of dust. And it's like a like a hurricane tornado with the dust. But not, not as severe, I guess. At least that one wasn't. So, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um... That's all I really have for today. So thanks for keeping up and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.